Julie Megan, welcome to your show. Hey, thanks for having me. Quite welcome. Um, so we've been talking about um, complicated marketing concepts that we can hopefully make in a or simpler. Okay. So one of the concepts that we're talking about right now is a situation analysis, which sounds like you work for the FBI. <laughs> it does sound. But I don't think that's the case or that's their intention. Um, so the situation analysis is kind of like, it's something that is done in my mind. <clears throat> and according to this book, it's in connection with the corporate strategy and the marketing plan. It sits somewhere in there with the corporate strategy and the marketing plan. Is that about right? Somewhere, it's somewhere in the middle there. Yes, it, it helps. It, it helps kind of define, it plays a role for sure. Why don't you talk a little bit further and then we'll get into the. Okay. Give me, give, give the audience a little bit more of the definition because the big aha is coming. Okay. So a situation analysis, it says in the 2015 Principles of Marketing book, it says a situation anal analysis is as part of the strategic planning process, a situation analysis must be conducted before a company can decide on specific actions. I'm assuming it's relating to specific marketing actions here. A situation analysis involves analyzing both the external in parenthetical, macro and micro factors outside the organization, in parenthetical, and the internal, parenthetical, company environments. And then it starts, it says uh, that these diagrams show example of internal and external factors and those factors in a SWOT analysis. There we, we go. Then we can talk about the SWOT <laughs> analysis. So it's so funny because I haven't... Um, read a textbook in quite a few years. And in my experience, we don't call it a situation analysis, although I think I've heard we perhaps have made reference to it, but it's really the SWOT analysis is the shorthand name for doing this analysis that looks at your company's internal strengths and weaknesses and then looks externally at what opportunities and threats there may be out there in the market. And you take this broad view of your internal capabilities and the external market to really kind of take a step back and go, hmm, huh, where can we play? Where, where do we fit? Where do we fit? Right. How do we, how can we stand out from our competition? I like to say, where's our edge? I love that. Where's our edge? Because I love that. I think if you just say, how do you stand out? Well, I mean, differentiators I would be the marketing textbook term. And we use that in the real world, too. Like, right. how do we differentiate ourselves out in the market? But I like I like using the word, what's our edge? Um, but, you know, for those who are more comfortable with differentiators, like, it helps you identify what those things are that can help you separate yourself from the competition. Right. And I, the reason why I, I think it helps to sort of simplify something before we get complicated. Totally so agree. If we simplify it and we say, look, we're trying to do a whole bunch of research here to figure out where our edge is. Where's our edge? 
so that we can the ultimate deliverable I think from this and you're probably going <laughs> to take issue with this but I think the ultimate deliverable is when you are in a face-to-face sales situation I think from a sales standpoint but marketing is developing this right but I think when you're in a face-to-face sales situation and the rubber meets the road so to speak you have something that can make the potential customer or the prospect go, makes their ears perk up and makes them go, huh, I want to hear more. Right. Right. Huh. I want to hear more, which doesn't sound very exciting. <laughs> I'll just say that. No, it doesn't but I think anybody who's been in that situation is <laughs> like, yes, that's exactly, you can see their eyebrows kind right. of go up and you're like, we got them. Tell me more. <laughs> right. right. Tell me more. I want to hear more. And that's, and we want that. Because, because that's the gateway to starting a relationship, right? It's, it's a relationship not just on, hey, do you play golf? I play golf too. Or where do your kids go to school? Or what are your kids' activities or whatever? This is literally like a need-based moment where they say, huh, tell me more. Now you've hit on one of their pain points and you're proposing a possible solution for the pain point. So you know from a stale standpoint, hey, oh, listen to this. I triggered this guy's pain point because he he was like, tell me more. So I clearly know I'm onto something. And right. then, and then, oh, he kind of likes, he's he thinks that there's potential here for my solution. With whatever it is, my product or my service, there's potential here. So let's I can go further. I feel good. Yes. I feel like he's welcoming me into his house. Right. So I'm a I think, guest and now he's welcoming me as opposed to a salesman that they're telling, go away. Right. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. So, I mean, in, in a sales situation, but if you, you know, take it up to the 100,000 foot level, when you go through this SWOT analysis, it can really help you not only with your differentiators, it can help you with um, your your overall value proposition, which really is, is maybe one step above your differentiators because your value proposition is a, is a, but you don't one or necessarily two. need this to, con- to create a value proposition. No, you don't. I just want to be you clear don't. on that. No, we've talked I mean, about it in previous episodes. Right? And, yeah. and I will tell you, but hold on. So let me finish that thought. Cause if so, it was, if it was necessary, we would have brought it up that, you know, a SWOT analysis is necessary to develop a value proposition and it's not. No, it's not necessary, but right. I think it is, um, it's helpful. The to, process of doing this sweat refinement. analysis helps you really take a step back right. and get a holistic, like comprehensive view of your organization and, and where you do fit. And I think right. while all of the, the, the data points that go into your SWOT analysis, like we've got great customer service, we've got great clients, we've got great relationships with referral sources, you know, Oh, on the, right. on the weaknesses side, maybe, you know, we're short staffed or, or, you know, or our, our technology is behind the times. What, but you may know all of those individually. Of course you would. But then when you put them all together in the context of the SWOT analysis, it starts, things start to jump out at you a well, little bit. Well, but it also, can I just say from a business owner standpoint, that it also keeps you from jumping out of your skin. Because... What do you mean? Well, because... 
you know secretly that you have a weakness on something, and it's helpful to know you also have strengths to counterbalance. Oh, right, that. right. Because otherwise, yeah. you jump out of your skin and you go, "Oh my God, we're never we we don't have a depth of field here. Well, we don't have enough experienced people, or we don't have we don't have the equipment to be able to pull this off. We don't have the whatever that our competition has, and you start to start to get itchy." You start right, to want to jump out right. of your skin like, God, how are we going to compete with this? And, I mean, that's if you're a realistic person, you know, because you got to think about that when you're a business owner. You're like, well, wait a second. We don't have that. But the SWOT analysis gives you pause for thought because you go, okay, well, we don't have that, but we're nimble. It's kind of like right. It's kind of like when they're talking guerrilla marketing and they say, you know, like when you're, you know, they're, you're big or they're big and you're small. You're nimble Mm -hmm. and they're slow, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So you sit there and you go, well, they're big. They have all these operations and they have all this other stuff. Yes, but then they have layers of approval they have to get through in order to do something. And we don't. So if we want to make a move in a market, we can and we can move a lot quicker, Mm -hmm. right? Right. So I think the SWOT analysis helps from that perspective too, that that's, it's important and it's what you want to do. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right. Um. I think it also, so you can identify your, 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 your edge, <laughs> yeah. your end. Um, but I think from a marketing perspective, it can also help you identify where there's some opportunities to focus. You know, I mean, maybe you've got, I'll just use uh, an example. Maybe you've, maybe you are in professional services. Now, You're, when you say opportunities to focus, are you talking about markets? In, it, it could be people. a market. It could be um, service line. It could be product line. And but when you go through this process and you start looking at, oh wow, we're really strong here, right. or oh look, in the market this year, you know we're seeing a real. I guess an easier one would be, oh, there's going to be some, you know, a, a legislative change that's going to require that all of our customers or clients do X and we can help them with that. So that can help you say, all right, well, you know what, for the next 12 months, we need to put some, we need to do some campaigns around this. So are we heading toward, this sounds like we're heading toward, we need to come up with a list of why you want to do a SWOT, why the value of a SWOT analysis, basically. Sounds almost like that's what you're talking about. The value of a SWOT analysis. Yeah, I guess you're right. I am. Giving so some examples I'd of what say, you would get out of doing it. Because eyes, I mean, and I've done a lot of these in the last 30 years. Um, you know, some eyes roll <laughs> when you're like, it's time to do a SWOT analysis. Um, but once you've done it, and maybe we should talk about that process a little bit. Because this is not something that marketing does. This well, is first really... we got to get into defining it. <laughs> because <laughs> we haven't even gotten to defining it yet. So let's... Whoa, hold on. Okay, all right. Okay. Because before we do it, we should define it. Well, because I, I thought we had. Well, I mean, we not, talked about what it is. Well, not really, because I didn't get to the definition. So let me give you the definition. According to the Principles of Marketing book from 2015, posed by the uh, University of Minnesota Press, it says, based on the situation analysis, organizations analyze their strengths. That's the S and SWAT. Here we go. We're going through the acronym SWOT. Strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, or conduct what's called a SWOT analysis. Strengths and weaknesses are internal factors and are somewhat controllable. For example, 
an organization's strengths might include its brand name, efficient distribution network, reputation for great service, and strong financial position. A firm's weaknesses might include lack of awareness of its products in the marketplace, a lack of human talent or resources, and poor location. Opportunities, that's the O in SWAT, opportunities and threats, T, are factors that are external to the firm or company and largely uncontrollable. So opportunities might entail the international demand for the type of products the firm or company makes, few competitors, and favorable social trends, such as people living longer. Threats might include a bad economy, high interest rates that increase their borrowing costs for a company to run, and an aging population that makes it hard for the business to find workers. So, you know, some of those are very, I don't want to say highfalutin, but they are kind of highfalutin, big issues like that you'd see in a big company, not necessarily a local yokel who's trying to just work their, you know, yeah, but depending professional on what... services company in a local area. They're not going to consider, you know, uh, they're not going to consider international demand for their products. I mean, they might. I but... think it depends on what what services they're selling. I mean, they so, might sell to customers that, uh, you know, are internationally active and therefore might, yeah. that, that. So the first two strengths and weaknesses are internal factors. The next two are external factors that they can't control, opportunities and threats. So opportunities can change and threats can change. And I would add, and I feel like your competition shows up a lot in the opportunities and threats. I mean, that's where they sit. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Those are your threats. Right. But I mean, even more granular, like, you know, one of your competitors just lost one of their key salespeople or, you know, maybe they're having... Somebody um, was retiring. It could be that. I mean, maybe they've been having, you know, product service delivery issues and that's an opportunity for, you know, it's an opportunity for your company. Yeah, if you can beef up your, if you can beef up your delivery systems, then... But this is interesting because that wouldn't necessarily be a marketing change. That's an operational change. Right, but, so but I'm this looking SWOT at it as a has value beyond just the marketing. And, oh, I think and for, I think that's maybe why people roll their eyes. They're like, I think there's an expectation. Like, well, look, you're in marketing. Why do we have to go to this extent? Just give me the marketing slogans and programs and things we need to say and do. We'll go out there. We'll give that to sales. They'll go out there and they'll make some sales. Why do we want to get this complicated and this technical? Well, I think, you know, it's interesting. I've seen the SWOT analysis done in the business planning process. Right. And marketing benefits from that because, you know, there are opportunities that, you know, get highlighted through the SWOT analysis. So I think... I've seen it in business planning process. I've seen it in the marketing planning process. I think it could fit in either. It depends on the organization and, you know, how they approach both of those things, if they approach either of those things. Well, let's take it. Let's take the example and why, because I think it's, you know, for the average person that's listening to this, who's marketing in a small company, 
I think that the SWOT analysis is, um, it's a real tenuous moment. Because I think if you're a marketer in a small company and you want to make that suggestion because you think it could add real value and help the company define their edge and even change the way they go to market maybe to some degree, Mm -hmm. I think you would love to propose that, but it's a little tenuous because you don't know how to execute on it. And you're not entirely sure when you have to sell it to these people that that's what's what it's going to do. Right. So, but by, by going back and analyzing things, it's kind of like the black box that all airplanes have, Mm -hmm. you know, after the crash, they go back and they carefully analyze meticulously everything that went on from the feedback of the instrumentation to the communications between the tower and the pilot. Mm-hmm. And in this case, with the SWOT analysis, you're kind of like doing that. It's almost like a crash analysis in the black box. But in this case, you haven't crashed yet. This is actually preventing a crash, right? which is pretty cool. Yeah, it is. So that's another reason that this could be very valuable is you're preventing what could be um, a sales failure. Well, right? I, I think it's also valuable because, it, one, it's not marketing isn't doing the sweat analysis. This really is something that um, you know, management, owners, heads of divisions, I mean, you know, senior people in the organization, along with marketing and sales should be a part of this conversation. But what I found interesting is that sometimes there's differing opinions on what the real strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats are. And so it helps kind of surface everyone's opinion. And then it's a discussion because I think you need to prioritize too. Like if you got a list of 10 strengths, well, then I think the next step is to say, all right, well, which are the most, you know, important that really help us. Okay. So let's, let's, let's merge those two things. Let's say that we are going to be in a debate or a disagreement about strengths and or weaknesses. And let's go back and look at what the book says. The book says, gives examples of organization strengths might include its brand name, its, its distribution network, and reputation for great service or strong financial position. So, like, its strengths, you know, are are we talking strengths relative to its competition, or are we talking just strengths? Just strengths. Okay. So, good financial position is, well, relative to both its own strengths and to its competition, but its reputation for great service, now that is... You know, I guess all these things work both in conjunction, in comparison to the competition. They do. They do. But I wouldn't look at it solely through that lens. But I mean, like, yeah, when you're talking about, you know. Because I think ultimately that's one of the reasons why you're doing this SWOT analysis. If you have no competition, you don't need to do a SWOT analysis, right? I mean, it's (laughs) kind of silly, right? I mean, what do I need to do a SWOT analysis for if I don't have competition? And would you say that a SWOT analysis is even more important where you have a highly competitive situation, highly competitive market? I think so. Yeah. I think so. Well, I mean, if you don't, I mean, you And don't. I think it's important in small companies, and, and I've worked in small Have firms. you done a SWOT analysis in a small company? Yes. Okay. I mean, small IT company? It Is happened that? to be a small IT company. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was a network engineering firm, but... We, and 
And who decided they wanted to do it? Um, I'm trying to think. I think it was the head of sales. So it was you were going to do a SWOT analysis, and it involved not just the head of sales. It involved engineers and i'm pretty sure it involved the management team i'm trying to think back it's been a long time so um yeah it was head of sales i was the marketing manager and then the owners and the a couple other members of the management team so we basically and and what was the impetus for it why did they do it what they, they did it in part because they were in a highly competitive market space, right? Even though they were good it at what was, they did. It, exactly. It it, was, and it was to help figure out strategies to, to grow. So, so and really then, yeah, marketing this, and sales um, focus. And this was, and this was a, a smaller company that had like maybe 10 engineers or 15 engineers. Yeah, something. I think there were only 15 people in the whole firm. Right. So, and that was a small company a long time ago. But the point is that look at this small company. They decided to do a SWOT analysis because they, they decided to take, take, do the black box, take everything apart, see where they stood and really try to find their edge. And you know what? I take that back. We did have the engineers uh, part of the conversation too. So, yeah. And did you, you know, have disagreements? You know, because we just um, talked about disagreements about is it really a strength? Is it really a weakness? Yeah. Things I like mean, there that. was some of that for sure. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, the reason I think it's even more important than a small company is because you've got limited time and resources. I mean, everybody right. does, but particularly right. in a small company, you want to make sure that you're focused. But the argument could go the other way. People could sit there and say, that's exactly why I don't want to do a SWOT analysis. <laughs> I don't want to do a SWOT analysis because well, so, we have no time to do this. But, and but you guys are crazy. And this is an academic concept. So, and I think it's a waste of time. All right. But let's talk and turkey on I'm what's involved. What, I mean, I'll, I'll just give you two ways that I've seen this done. Oh, I've seen it done where you've got... All of the people that you decide you want to invite mm-hmm. in a room and somebody is at the, you know, if it's if it's in person, you know, somebody's holding a marker and is, you know, writing things down on a flip chart or you could do so it online. So you pull online. out the old categories and say, okay, our yeah, strengths. Yeah, you start, all right, let's talk about strengths. And everybody, you know, just shoots out, you know, what they feel that they are. And then you... Once they're all out there, you go back and you prioritize them. And that could be like, I've seen that done a couple of different ways. You know, people could just come up, literally get people to stand up and come over and like put check marks by the ones that they, you know, feel are the top three or four. And then the ones that have the most checks are the, are, you know, the top priorities. So, so there's that approach. And another approach I've done when I actually like this one better is where, Everyone who's being invited does their kind of own thinking on it and puts together their own version of the SWOT analysis. And then somebody compiles that, all the answers, and then the group gets together and they look at, you know, the work's already done. So and they now have a dual. A what? A, <laughs> a dual? dual. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but then at least I think it kind of gets the conversation right. um focused faster and you, you know, are talking more about what you're seeing versus having to generate the ideas. And you don't have people saying it's faster. Right. And you don't have people sitting there saying somebody says, somebody says, okay, well, I think our, uh, I think our sales team is the strength. And people are like, really? 
Well, right. You think the right. sales team is but the strength the here? Reason that it's approach clearly to... the engineers that are <laughs> the strength. I think the reason that approach, if people are concerned that it's going to be time-consuming, is better because, I mean, you do have to take the time to do it outside of a meeting, but right. then, you know, maybe you work on it for 45 minutes outside of a meeting or half hour, depends yeah. on, and then you're in a meeting for an hour. Right. You know, so really, it's not as bad. Well, it's so funny that you put it, it right, and when you put it in this perspective or this way, it doesn't seem that bad at all. It's not like you know you need to uh, hire an outside consulting firm to uh, probe the depths of uh, you know shadow people and follow them around and probe the depths of what uh, the operations do in a specific. I mean, obviously, if you're a huge company, that's what you're going to do. But I'm talking like, and if you're hiring like a McKenzie or something, I'm t- but but just in general to put together a base level SWOT analysis, it doesn't sound that bad when you talk about it. No, I think the the next step is is really analyzing it and thinking about, and maybe that's where it gets a little bit more time consuming is you have to think about, all right, well, what really are our differentiators? What are our edges here that we want right. to focus on? And then somebody, and this is where marketing usually comes into well, play. Well, wait, has wait, to, wait. Before you say differentiators, I have to stop you. So you skipped a step, I think. So when you say differentiators, are you implying that you've also conducted a SWOT analysis of your competition and now you can do an apples to apples comparison? Or are you just implying that your differentiators, you're, you're examining a specific item in the strengths and you're saying, or the weaknesses, but most likely the strengths. And you're saying, okay, how does this specific item match up to our competition? And is that, is that a strength over our competition or is it really not the strength we thought it was because our competition is stronger on that? In other words, our competition has better, higher qualified engineers to work on some of this stuff. They're, you know, well, what I'm saying? Like you bring up a really good partner, point. Certified, certified partner or whatever, you know. So are you doing an individual SWOT analysis uh, on your, your chief top two or three competitors? Or are you just doing your own SWOT analysis and saying, okay, here we go. Here's the strength. Let's let's run it up the chain and let's put it up against our top three competitors. Is it a strength? Yes or no? Well, I guess I've seen it done a few different ways. I've seen it done that way where you 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 do your SWOT analysis and then you say, you know what, we really do think that these are our top three. Let's now look at those in the context of our competition. Um, because this is not the SWOT analysis doesn't typically dive super duper deep on each of your main competitors. That's called a competitive analysis. Oh, <laughs> which is interesting. Another, so I stumbled a, on that. Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah. So that's I'm a marketing neophyte. <laughs> that's another analysis. So it's a that's an important analysis. one too. Interesting. Um, that you could we'll cover that in a future episode. Exactly. I think that's another conversation. But you 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 would want to create your differentiators in the context of how you, you know, stand up against your competition. Right. But here, would you still do a little bit of it? Would you do competition analysis light? Yeah, I would. Okay. So you would compare, but you wouldn't do a full SWOT analysis of your, but you said you've seen it done both ways where you, where you yeah. sit there and you do a full SWOT analysis of your competition. No, based on it's you not know. a, it's not a SWOT analysis. Oh. You're looking at um, kind of, they're, you know, I, it's, I guess, kind of like a SWAT. I mean, look at what they do well, where you're competing, where they don't do well, 
you know, how large they are, you know, how do they compare against you? Why do you, why do you win against them? Why do you lose against them? What do we know about them? You know, all of those types of things that give you a, a better view of who you're, you know, who you're coming up against and, and. But so, but this is interesting because you said there's a competitive analysis, but then you, but we, before we ever got to that, you said you're still going to see how you stack up. So you have to do some comparison, right? I mean, ultimately, isn't that what you're, you're, you just said, like, we've got to do some at some in the, level, in the SWAT. Yes. In the SWAT yeah, analysis. When we're doing the SWAT. Well, we yeah, because some. what you're going to find is when you look at your threats, you're mm-hmm. going to be like, oh gosh, this is our biggest competitor. We, you know, they are, we run up against them all the time mm-hmm. and they just, uh, you know, expanded into one of our key markets. Right. You know, and that is going to be a big threat for us. <laughs> so we better right. be aware of it and be doing something about it um, in terms of, you know, focusing on not only retention of your existing customers, but now how do we compete Okay. In a more aggressive market. So it, but it sounds to me like even if you're a, like, say you're a licensed professional, you have a small company or a small firm, you're a new entrepreneur heading into the market. This SWOT analysis has real legs. Because- I think it does, but let me, let me add a caveat to that. So um, I think that it is something that you should do like a deep dive into your SWOT analysis, maybe every couple of years, but then during your. Or for sure starting out. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. If you're starting out, but I think, um, on a, you know, maybe every other year you're kind of taking a look at it, maybe refreshing it, but not having this big brouhaha bunch of meetings. Cause it may not change dramatically from year to year. Um, or you could every... keep your existing SWOT analysis and you could revisit it. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's oh, what I'm saying. So not I didn't do a say com- it well. Complete for scratch. From yeah. Scratch. Right, right, right. No, revisit it, revisit it. Yeah. Um, well, because things in the marketplace do change. They do change. They do change. But um, it's probably the opportunities and threats that change the most. Some of your strengths and weaknesses may not change as much from year to year. Right. But, yeah, I think you do a refresh um, and then do a deeper dive, you know, every couple of years. So in, when we talk Or about- if you're – hold on one more second. If mm-hmm. you're, like, expanding into a new market or, you know, launching a new product line, I mean, there may be things – you know, that might warrant doing a SWAT around something, you know, very specific. I, and I will just say this, I wish that I had done more SWOT analysis when I, you know, but here's, here's what I will say on opportunities as a good example, opportunities, they come up quick. So you can't really do, sometimes you don't do a SWOT analysis, but here's the thing by having done a SWOT analysis, when you do come up against new opportunities, you won't necessarily jump on them because they might not be an opportunity. You know, sometimes, yeah, oh, a competitor's getting out of a market and you are in that market, but maybe they're getting out for a reason. That market is declining. It's not their mm-hmm. fault that market is declining and they are going somewhere else. They're putting their resources somewhere else. So is that really an opportunity for you anymore? Or should you be paying attention instead of doubling down? Maybe you should be looking at why are they getting out, right? And 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 you have to. I think, think about that's that. right. I think a lot of these are pause for thought. Right. 
And so, and the same thing with the threats, like what appears to be a threat today may not actually be a threat because it may be that, yeah, they're really good at this or externally, um, there looks like there's tariffs that are coming or it looks like there's, but things can change, you know, that, that whole thing can change. So I think you have to, I think that gives you pause for thought, but I think you also sit there and you say, when you look at the SWOT analysis, you don't need to be too crazy about it. Right. Yeah. You don't need to be like, oh my God, the SWOT analysis said this. And so therefore we can't, you know, you can't, you don't want to be frozen with inaction. You still want to, the SWOT analysis is not meant to paralyze you. It's not meant to give you such specificity that you are frozen with indecision. You can still work and push forward in your markets and push for growth, but you don't have to be, you know, it's, it's there to call attention and to be a reminder and, and to give you a a big picture view. Right. That, that we don't always take the time to do. Right. And so I think that's, that's the benefit. One of the benefits of it. Well, I think this has been too super value because I think, especially for smaller companies, bigger companies probably do this regularly, but for smaller companies that are thinking about, gee, I don't know, you know, should I invest these, the time and the effort and the resources into doing this? We've got so many other things on our plate. I think you made some good points about the fact that it helps you clarify your value proposition if necessary, but it also keeps you focused on what are my strengths? And it can, and like I was talking about, it can give you a sales edge to some degree because you're, we're all faced with those moments, especially in sales where we're face to face with somebody and they literally look at you and they say, so why should you matter to me? And as a salesperson, that's a really hard, that's a lump in your throat moment. Because they look at you and they're not afraid. They're like, you know what? You had the you had the nerve to knock on my door. You had the nerve to stand here. You want my attention. You got it. Now here's my question to you. Why should you matter to me? And you have to be able to answer that. You have to be able to say, I I should matter to you because my company's product or service can take away your pain. And that's why I should matter to you. And you have to be able to communicate that. And you can say it by leveraging not just the value proposition, but you can say it by leveraging the information you get from the SWOT analysis, specifically the strengths. Well, I and I think that what comes out of the SWOT analysis in terms of how you want to position your company um, gets is something obviously that people that are selling are going to need those talking points, but those messages get built into how you position yourself on your website, how you position yourself in, you know, any external communications and advertising, how you handle yourself in proposals and how, you know, you do brochure, how you, you know, anything that is being communicated about your organization should be incorporating what, you know, your differentiators are and, your value proposition and the SWOT analysis helps inform all of that. Yeah. Well, I think that's awesome. And I think it makes it accessible because I had in my head going into this that it was this super complicated, detailed activity. I used to think it was too. That involved. <laughs> it's really not. All that, that involved spreadsheets and, you know, 
lots of deliberate uh, research and analysis and thought and all this stuff. And it really is just using some common sense and scribbling out some information into some columns and then starting to think about them, rank them and figure out, okay, now that we've got all this stuff, we've ranked it. Is this stuff really a strength, a weaknesses? Well, are these opportunities and threats? I guess you, you did touch and we can wrap on this, but um, it does take thoughtfulness. I mean, the people yeah. that are in a part of this and it's higher level people, you would expect that they would be thoughtful in their you know, ideas. But, you know, you're building you know, a lot around is, this. Everyone so. is thoughtful until they're under the gun for time to either try to get new business or service the existing business that they have. And right. then all of a sudden, all that goes out the window. That's why you wouldn't make this meeting a like, oh my gosh, hurry up, we got to have our SWOT analysis meeting. It's like, <laughs> right. be thoughtful about when you're doing this, give right. time, pe- give people time to think about it. Right. And then, you know. Maybe do this over, well, I hate to say the holidays, but, well, <laughs> but maybe, I, yeah, I mean, maybe do this as a, when it's a quiet time right, in the office. Right, not when people are under the gun for deadlines. I mean, yeah. that's not so a So maybe good time. bake that into six months in advance. Like, we're going to do this at a quiet period in our office where people are kind of milling about anyway. People can relax. People can think. Right. We can even make it fun. As much as fun as you can make it, like bring in food and have people do it and then bring their SWOT analysis and keep it really simple and light and fun. And then and and you can do this virtually, by the way, you know, in light of our current environment, there's there's totally video for sure. Yeah. Um, So but I think that's right. I think being thoughtful in terms of what pressures people are under. So you get the best mind share you can. And I think the other thing is to couch it in, listen, this is helping us to to be better, but also to sell more. Right. And what the information we get out of this is going to help us it's grow. Help position our company so we position, can grow. Right, exactly. So right. this is awesome. Thanks for taking the time to on your own show to talk about <laughs> this. I love analysis. being on my own show. Thanks I know, for having me. I know. Oh, you are quite welcome.